0: In today's episode, we're going to take you through our top five journal articles for enablers of change. Why do we think journal articles are important? Well, it's because effective enablers of change use research to inform what we do. These articles have helped us, and although it's not an exhaustive list, they're a good starting point.
1: Yes, John, journal articles are helpful and can offer ideas we may not have thought about. It's like having an unofficial mentor to guide you. So the first one on our list is Understanding and Promoting Adoption of Conservation Practices by Rural Landholders, published back in 2006 by Dave Pannell et al. in the Australian Journal of Experimental Agriculture. The journal is now called the Animal Production Science Journal. The paper isn't open access, but you can buy a copy from the journal website for about $25 or access the preprint version on David's website. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. The paper provides a review on the adoption of rural innovations. The authors point out that adoption of an innovation will occur when that innovation is seen to help achieve a landholder's goals. Goals can be economic, social, or environmental. Innovations are much more likely to be adopted when they are seen to be better than what is currently being done, and the risk of testing and learning about the innovation is low. The authors point out that this is why so many innovations are not adopted. There is little benefit to doing so. It's a great paper because it gives the reasons why some innovations will take off and others will not. It's a great foundation paper for enablers of change and helping us work through challenges or issues when we're designing an extension program.
0: That's a great one to start with, Denise. I'm going to go with another Australian one by Frank Van Clay titled Social Principles for Agricultural Extension to Assist in the Promotion of Natural Resource Management. In this well-written journal article, he lists 27 principles relevant to the promotion of natural resource management. Many of these are obvious once you read them, such as farmers are not the same, and the best method of extension is multiple methods. But this paper is a great primer for those coming in fresh to the extension discipline and a good reminder for some of us who've been around a while.
1: The next paper I wanted to highlight was this US one by Nola and Bradshaw from 2007 farmers' adoption of conservation agriculture, a review and synthesis of recent research. They summarized the state of uh, research at the time by reviewing 23 studies on adoption of conservation agriculture. They found there were no universally significant variables affecting adoption. Even for variables such as education and farm size, there was no agreement on the influence of these. Their results showed that these variables were sometimes significant and influenced adoption of conservation agriculture positively, while other studies showed no influence or negative correlation. They felt this meant that any global one-size-fits-all approaches would be ineffective. They recommended that there needed to be a targeted approach to promotion of conservation agriculture. This would be where policy was developed with a particular region and type of farmer in mind. It's worth a read to realise that there is no silver bullet when it comes to extension. And while there are useful principles, the approach for one region and mix of farming may not work for another.
0: That's so true, Denise. The fourth paper is one that takes us to evaluation of extension. This is Claude Bennett's Up the Hierarchy article published in the Journal of Extension back in 1975. This is the article where he outlined the seven categories of criteria for evaluating extension programs based on what he called a seven link chain of events. He points out that when you're thinking about evaluation of an extension activity, the higher up the steps, you can gather evidence, the stronger the evidence of impact. So the hierarchy forces you to ask questions about the level you're aiming for. It's a very readable article with a great approach to evaluation. In fact, We spent a whole episode on this. So if you're interested, we'll add the link in our show notes.
1: And our last paper is one that is of definite interest to enablers of change. If like us, you've worked in a range of organizations, you will understand the appeal of this paper. If you've just started your career and have many years ahead of you in a range of places, then it's important you understand.
0: That's right. Where do all the teaspoons from the tea room go? This was the subject of Megan Lim et al.'s paper, The Case of the Disappearing Teaspoons, Longitudinal Cohort Study of the Displacement of Teaspoons in an Australian Research Institute. And we aren't talking about a lightweight article here. The paper was published in the British Medical Journal, no less.
1: Yes, Megan Lim and her co-authors discovered that the half-life of a teaspoon was just 81 days. They concluded that the loss of workplace teaspoons was rapid and they felt this meant that the availability of teaspoons and office culture is continually under threat. You heard it here, make sure you return the teaspoons. Be a responsible enabler of change, someone who looks after those teaspoons.
0: It's the ultimate in understanding behaviour, Denise. I consider that article an exemplar of how to write a good journal article that's easy to understand. So, you've heard our thoughts about our top five journal articles. Now we'd like to hear yours. Which article would you add to our list? We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation, so join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Add a comment below this episode on the website and share your experiences with us.
1: Thanks folks for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to tell your friends if you've liked what you've heard so we can get more people into the conversation about enabling change. All the best until we meet again.